I, I would like to start our time this morning uh, by having you do something that might seem to be difficult, uh, if not impossible. Um, and that is, I would like for us all to imagine ourselves, or for us to put ourselves in the shoes of someone who has been dead for almost 2,000 years. Um, and that someone is the Apostle Paul. I would like for us, as we reflect on our second reading for today from 2 Timothy, to imagine what Paul might have been going through or what he might have been feeling there as he wrote that second letter to Timothy. Likely uh, the last words that we have recorded of Paul as he sits there in prison writing this letter. Now maybe you don't know a lot about Paul, maybe you do, but I'll walk us through this, right? So, so don't worry about it. We can all imagine what it will be like, but, but I'll help us, I'll walk us through. First thing we need to remember is that uh, the Paul we're talking about is the Paul of the New Testament. He was a man who wrote so much of our Christian scriptures, an amazing hero of the faith. This was Paul, the first century pastor, church planner, missionary who traveled around the known world at that time, starting new churches, uh, sharing his faith, uh, converting countless people uh, and, and welcoming them in to salvation. This was Paul who had seen the risen Lord and, and heard a call, a call from Jesus as Savior to go preach to Jew and, and Gentile alike. Uh, this was Paul who had suffered so much for the faith and, and yet remained faithful through it all, who would go, undergo beatings and whippings and shipwrecks and yet would hold fast to the faith and, and run the race that Christ had returned. That's the Paul we're talking this is the Paul who has a reward for his amazing faith and for all the work that he had done and for his faithfulness. This is the Paul who, who wouldn't get some mega million dollar book deal, although millions would go on to buy his work. He wouldn't sign some blockbuster movie deal. He would not be named Pope or even Bishop. Um, but this is the Paul who has a reward for all of his work, is a reward for his faithfulness, uh, would go to prison. A prison that he's writing from today, a prison that he most likely would die in. That was his reward for his work and his faithfulness. And Paul writes today that as he sits in prison, he recounts a time in the not-too-distant past uh, when he was on trial, on trial most likely for this prison that he's sitting in. And he writes that as he went to this trial, in verse 16, he says that he went to trial completely alone. Everyone had deserted him. And so this is where I would like for us to do a little imagining, to put ourselves in the shoes of Paul. So can you imagine? Here he is. The great hero of the faith, having done so much, having undergone so much pain and suffering for the sake of Christ, and he, he's started countless churches, he's converted countless people, and here he is on trial, and maybe thinking, all right, there'll be some people who come to my defense, right? And, and no one shows up. None of those churches he starts sends anyone to give a witness. None of those Christians comes to give a testimony on behalf of Paul. He is deserted, he writes, left completely alone. Can you imagine what Paul must have been going through in that moment? What, what a heavy burden he was carrying, right? The burden of the gospel is on his shoulders. The burden of the future of the church, right? Here he is, all alone, left to carry the future of the church on his small frame, like the weight of the world bearing down on Paul as he stands trial for simply believing and confessing Jesus. Now, for all of our differences with Paul and for the 2,000 years that separate us, I think this is maybe something that you and I can resonate with. Because I would guess that there are a lot of us here today who are carrying around some heavy burdens. We're maybe walking through life, feeling like we're all alone, who, who, are, who are carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. And like Paul, we don't know what the future will bring. We don't know if we can take another step. All we know is that we have this huge burden 
Now, for some of us, that burden that we're carrying around and we came to church with today, that's the burden of our careers. Maybe for you, it's a, a career that you love and, and you enjoy. You got into this career because it made you happy, but now it's become a burden to you because it seems like no matter how far you climb up the ladder, no matter what you uh, achieve, no matter what successes you have, no matter how much your paycheck grows, it's never enough. There's always something more to reach for, and, and you find yourself on this endless climb to the top, and you don't know where it will end, and your career has become a burden. Or maybe that's not you. Your career is a burden simply because you're trying to provide for your family. And in, in this economy, that's not easy. And, and you want your kids and, and your family to have all the things that everyone else in our neighborhood has. And you're trying to keep up with it. And that's not easy either. And so your career has, is weighing you down. Or maybe the burden that you're carrying around today is, is the burden uh, of your role as parent or grandparent. Again, it's a joyful calling, I'm sure, but, but it's become a burden to you. You're trying to do what your parents did for you. You're trying to follow in their footsteps. Your parents gave you a lot. They provided for a lot. And, and you simply want to do the same for your kids, but, but that's not easy now. Or maybe you're trying to break the cycle. Your parents weren't there for you, and you're trying to be different, and you're trying to give your kids things that, that you never had growing up. Or maybe you're all alone as your parent, and, and you're trying to figure this out. Like, how can I give my kids everything they want and need when I'm all alone and I'm just one person? Maybe the burden that you're carrying today, it's, it's the burden of your faith. Because you take your faith seriously, and you hear this call of Christ on your life, and you, you listen to his commands, and you want to follow, and, and yet every day you see just how far you fall short. And there was a time when you were filled with so much hope and so much peace and, and so much joy in your faith, but, but now you're looking at your life, and, and you thought you'd be much farther along the road of this Christian walk. Or maybe you desire to, to heed Christ's call and you've been told that we need to share the love of Jesus with those who don't know it, right? That is a joyous call to share the gospel message and that you, you, you look at your life and you think, well, I'm not very good at talking and, and I don't know that much about my faith. How can I share it? I want to, but I don't know what to say and there are people who are a lot better at it than me and, and all my friends are Christians and so who am I going to tell about Jesus that doesn't already know Jesus? And, and so you want to share the good news. You want to tell people about Jesus, but you look at your life and you think, I can't even remember the last time I talked about him with someone who didn't already know him. And that's a burden, and you're carrying it around, and it's weighing you down. But our burdens, they could be any number of different things. Maybe it's a sickness you're dealing with today, and, and you don't know what the future is going to look like, and it, it's bearing down on you. Maybe it's the loss of a job, not a career, but the loss of a career, maybe, maybe it's an addiction, whatever the case may be, I, I think there are a lot of us here today who are carrying around a lot of baggage, a lot of heavy, heavy burdens. Has anyone here ever been uh, to New York City? Anyone visited, lived there? Okay, a few of you, yeah. Uh, all right, I, I've been there uh, just once for a couple days. A fantastic city. I love New York. I would like to go again. I saw a lot in my couple days there, but a lot I, I still need to see. Uh, but whether, whether you've been to New York or whether you've never been there, uh, there's kind of like this, this landmark that I think many of us might be familiar with, and that is the Rockefeller Center. Maybe you've heard of that. It's done a lot of TVs, 30 Rock, and a lot of movies. Um, kind of a famous landmark. Now, Rockefeller Center is actually kind of a complex of buildings where some of the most successful and important people in our country live. There are um, business executives, uh, TV stars, movie uh, producers, all sorts of uh, people that many of us are trying to emulate and, and be like. And it's kind of like a symbol of America, Rockefeller Center. 
That's all going on inside the building, but it's actually outside that I'd like to focus because it's outside of Rockefeller Center that we see this statue. It's out there in the plaza. Maybe you, you recognize that. This is Atlas. And as you can kind of see, he is carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, literally uh, carrying the world on his shoulders. And, and to me, this is a, a perfect symbol of where many of us are at today especially in this country we live in, in the culture we live in, a lot of us uh, are like Atlas. We're trying to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, and, and there's a part of each of us that thinks that we can do it, kind of like Atlas. Like, we think we are strong, right? We are American, and we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, and every, anything we set our mind to, uh, we can achieve, and, and no one can tell us no. If we're set on something, we can do it. We can carry the weight of the world. And, and, and so to me, uh, this statue, outside of this particular building in New York, uh, it's a symbol of what a lot of us are going through today. Now, what's interesting about this statue is where it's located. So it's outside Rockefeller Center, New York City, uh, but just directly across the street is St. Patrick's Cathedral. Kind of an interesting juxtaposition there. But what really gets interesting is if you were to go inside that cathedral, you would see another statue, uh, one that is very different from Atlas, carrying around the weight of the world on his shoulders. And, and that's the statue that's inside. So you can see it's a, a small child, a, a baby, really. On the one hand, this baby, it's, it's Jesus, He's making the peace sign because Jesus is the Prince of Peace who's come to share his peace. And in his other hand, he's carrying around a small sphere. Any guesses on what that might be? It's the world. The humble baby Jesus in his small infant hands carries the weight of the world like it's nothing. You see, if you were to stand kind of where the altar is in the cathedral and you were to look down the aisle and out the, the front doors if they were open, what you would actually see is Atlas trying his best, knees bent, muscles rippling at the verge of falling down, carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, bowing down before his humble king. And as he struggles to carry that weight of the world on his shoulders, Jesus, he's already got it. He's got the whole world in that small little hand. A number of years ago, I went on a backpacking trip. Uh, I was in high school at the time. This was 15 or 16 years ago now. And uh, I, it was down in Florida, a backpacking trip in Florida that I took with my uncle, who lives there. Uh, now, like I said, I was 15, 16 at the time, so this was an exciting, exciting trip because I was, I was leaving the state away from my mom and dad. I was going all by myself, getting on a plane by myself, going down to see uh, my uncle, who I didn't see that, that often in Florida. And... And I was going to be just hanging out with him for a week. And I'd never really done any backpacking at that point in my life, barely even went camping. And I was looking forward to this. Now, the thing about backpacking, though, is, right, everything you need for the week is, is on your back, on your shoulders, right? I mean, you're carrying everything you need for those four or five days on your back. But, but I was 15 or 16 at the time, so I thought this was going to be no problem, right? Like, we're getting ready for the trip, and I'm sitting there in my uncle's living room as we're packing, and I'm like, give it to me. I'll, I'll take as much as you can give me. I'll, I'll carry it all. Um, I think the truth was that he was probably carrying twice as much as me. But, but I was ready, right? Because I thought I was strong. I'd been working out. I thought, I got this. Typical 15, 16-year-old kid. And, and so we go on the trip, and uh, we, we begin, and it is awesome. The first day or two, things are great. It's warm. It's middle of January. 
but it's 75 degrees out, and so it's great. I'm seeing new plants, new animals. I'm just like eating this up, and I don't even notice that, that I'm carrying around this heavy weight. Um, but by the second day, I begin, like, my shoulders start to get a little sore, you know, because I've been carrying around this pack. By the third day, like, I am looking forward to every single break we take and just so I can take this bag off because it is just weighing down on me. And by maybe the fourth day, I'm probably, like, staggering from side to side because this weight is just uh, bearing down on me and I just can't take it anymore. And it was somewhere around that fourth day that my uncle, uh, he saw me. Because at one of our stops, he actually takes my bag and he begins to take some things out. Again, even though he's probably carrying twice as much as me, he begins to take a few things out of my bag and place it in his bag. It was an amazing act of grace, right? Because he sees me in my stumbling, in my staggering, and he is willing to bear at least some of my weight on his back. And he lightens my load so that I can walk the rest of the way more freely. Now, I, I tell you that story to say that what Christ does for you and for me is actually far, far greater. Because our Lord, he does see us stumbling and staggering. He sees you as, as you carry around the burdens of your career, uh, around the burdens of, of trying to be a good parent, the, the burdens of, of disease or sickness, or the, the burden of living life without someone you loved really close to you who's gone, and you're trying to navigate that, and, and you feel like the weight of the world is up to you now. Jesus sees you with out of her burdens you're carrying around on your shoulders, and he, and he stops you. And the thing about Jesus, though, is he doesn't just take a few small things out of your bag and place it on his shoulders. He, he takes the entire bag on his own. Your Savior, he doesn't just strengthen you. He doesn't just zap you with a little strength. What he realizes is that you and me, we are weak. We are feeble. And we cannot carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And what your Savior knows is that he has to do it all. And in fact, he has. Your Lord has taken your burdens, whatever they are today, and he's placed them on his strong shoulders and he took them to the cross where they were crucified so that they may have no power over you. You see, there's a sense in which all of us are like 15 or 16-year-old Peter. <laughs> we think we can do it all. We think we can carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. If we just had a little bit more strength, right? If, if God could just give us a little bit more of his power. It's like, so we come to church and we think this is like our spiritual crossfit. We can just work out for an hour a week so we can be ready and prepared to face the world. But what God actually invites you to do is to kneel down before him and lay your burdens at his feet so that he might lift them up and take them for himself. In Jesus' name.